Welcome to our weekly podcast, Eyes of Indigo, with your infinitely curious hosts, myself, Iris Carter, and Margot Ross Sears. This episode is our prequel to the future series created on September 8th, 2020. Motivation and Purpose to guide other peoples towards other people to self-empowerment. The whole reason that we're here, that I came to earth in the first place is to let people grow, let people be more self-empowered, to observe, to be bigger, to breathe deeper and reduce attachment to triggers and help others um, do that too. Pay it forward is real important to me. And of course, have a sense of humor at it <laughs> the whole way. Yeah. How about you? <laughs> I, I know that there are messages that I need to get across to people. I'm, I feel compelled to get information out. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, I and I've been trying to find ways to do that. Spiritual growth. So Iris, what is your religious background probably relative to your family and parents growing up, up upbringing? Oh, well, we, we started out when I was little, it, it started as, uh, you know, going to, going to church, you know, mom kept telling the preacher she was going to have me christened. And he said, she's not a boat. You don't need to break a uh, a bottle of champagne over her head. It's called a baptism. <laughs> and and uh, both, both my parents were raised as Methodists, but we went to Presbyterian Church when I was little. And then um, Dad worked retail, and when we moved to Greensboro, we were living in Burlington at the time, and when we moved to Greensboro, it was just, his schedule was so wonky that Sunday mornings were sacred for our family more than for church and so we um didn't go to church but yet i i I went like when friends would go to vacation bible school or and i I still held a natural belief in god and jesus and all that you know but i always questioned from the time i was very little um, you know, I would be in my Sunday school classes and going, all the animals, two by two, really? <laughs> <laughs> classic, uh, classic. You know, I'm coloring that picture and eating that sugar cookie and going, I don't know about this teacher. But I knew, I knew there was something. And, and the whole time, I'm thinking, there's more than what they're telling me. There's more than what they're telling me. There was a whole lot more going on than what was yeah. just on the surface. So. Indeed. Indeed. My parents were raised, my mother was raised Protestant by grand, my grandparents, her parents, who were only doing it for social reasons, not because they believed. My grandparents were atheistic but they all lived in a small southern town, so they went to church so that the neighbors would not freak out. So my mother was raised with atheists pretending to be Christians. My father 
It was what they call a fallen Catholic. Recovering Catholic is another good word for it. He would call himself atheist, but he actually behaved like an agnostic. Like somebody would die and he would genuflect spontaneously. Um, when my sister died, he called in a priest and had last rites while she was in a coma. Stuff like that. My sister died from uh, a car accident caused by a drunk driver when she was 23. In our household, we never went to church as a family. Never, not once. We, me and my brother and sister, would like you, would visit with other churches and go to summer uh, summer Bible camp with our friends and, and eat the sugar cookies and, and make the crafts and talk about Jesus. Yeah, yeah, give me another cookie. <laughs> I'm here for the Kool-Aid. <laughs> they encouraged us to go explore for yourself. And my brother and sister and I went three different ways on three different paths. My sister ended up being uh, Islam Christian Catholic, Episcopalian, kind of a, a mixture of both, but mostly Catholic and Islam. And that's because she lived in the Middle East for a while before she died. And yeah, some my, people would not get that at all. Some they would, would not. But if you study all the religions, you see, how, yeah, you, those two are actually quite a lot alike. And my brother ended up being pretty much Episcopalian. And he pretty much stays there. And I am somewhere between a Buddhist and an omnist, which is somebody who respects all religions. All religions have path, have light. So, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, it led me to believe that everything has truth and everything has BS. And, isn't, and that's pretty universal across all of three-dimensional living. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Technically, yeah. I, I think all gods are cool. I, you know, Greek gods, Native American gods, Hindu gods, Christian gods, they all have their saints. And... They all carry light, so that's all part of an omnist. If you want to call me a pantheist, that's cool too. A come to Jesus meeting. It exemplifies my mother perfectly. She told me she had a dream where she met Jesus oh. and both Marys were there. Ooh, ooh. And she said, That's exciting. Hey, were, yeah, it was it was awesome. And she said, but it seemed so real. And I'm like, yeah, mom. <laughs> you know, and she and she said, um, and they were just so kind and so she said, welcoming and I felt loved and she said, and they weren't wearing like the old robes and things. They were wearing, but they were all dressed in white. But Jesus had on like white pants and a white shirt. And, and Mary had on, uh, like Mary Magdalene, she was wearing something that had lace and all on it. And yeah. she was describing what they were And she said, they said, well, let's sit down. And mom sat on the grass. And they said, yes, we'll just sit on the grass. And she's like, you're going to get grass stains. <laughs> What a conscientious mother. Well, that's <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> that is so classic her, though. Yeah, oh, you're going to get grass stains on your holy, sacred, uh, you know, <laughs> seventh dimensional robes there, geez. <laughs> oh, you're talking to Jesus. Are you really going to worry about grass stains? 
Jesus just told you to pull up a grass pad. Are you going to worry about stains? <laughs> JC's talking to you. Hello. And the twin Ma and the twin Marys are there. Woohoo. Yeah. That's, that's cool. That's uh, quite an audience. We come bearing gifts. The easiest way to say it is I'm clairvoyant, clairaudient, clairsentient, and claircognizant. I'm all of the, all five, or all four of those. One, two, three, four. Yeah, all four of those. Clairvoyant, I can see things. Uh, clairaudient, I can hear information. Clairsentient, I can feel, as in sense, uh, the past, present, and future of events. And then claircognizance is the um, un unsubstantiated knowing, just the general knowing of knowledge and past and future. Tying into that, I tap into the Akashic Records. Um, I'm also good at uh, auto writing and um, astral projection. I have really cool stories about uh, that. I Like you, spontaneously, I've astral projected, except for apparently I go visit people <laughs> when I astral project and I pull them out of their bed. I wake them up at night, pull them out of their bed, out of their body, and we go fix something like a relationship with grandma or something to do with their job or a past life. And I act like a spirit guide, apparently. And I say, and I'll explain that in a minute. But um, at the end of it, I bring them back to their bedroom and tell them, okay, you did good. Good for you. Nice and healed. I love you. But get back in your body. And um, they recognize me. Total strangers have. I, apparently my face, my voice, my mannerisms are all exactly the same except for that I'm transparent and dressed in white when I'm when I'm out there. Wow. <laughs> and I don't have any memory, not one, not even a glimmer of any of these, but over the years, about once every one or two years, sometimes twice a year, either a friend or an associate or a total stranger will walk up to me and blush and touch me on the arm and say, "Excuse me, this is going to sound weird, but is your name Margo?" And I'm like, yes, and they and they get excited and they back up and they're like, okay, you're going to think I'm really weird, but you came to me in my sleep and helped me heal. And I'm and I'll be like, honey, it's not weird. You're the fourth, you're the fifth, you're the sixth person to tell me this. Go ahead, tell me what you got. And they tell me these really cool stories. My husband had a chance to witness it once. Last one was a girl I vaguely knew in high school, 35 years ago. We weren't. I mean, we knew of each other. We weren't friends in the same circles. And we got in touch on Facebook. And she's like, girl, you've been visiting me. <laughs> and it was awesome. So this is really typical. Yeah, my astral self, she is a busy girl. I see people's colors. I see their chakras. Um, I can see their past lives. Um, telepathically, I communicate spontaneously all the time with my husband and other close friends. Um, psychometry, I can touch objects and photos and tell you all about them. Um, I can tell you about people alive and dead, talk to dead people all the time, all the time. <laughs> That's 24-7. Wow. Um, everywhere I go, there's ghosts, if you want to call them that, or spirits that are drifting, because humans have been here for you know hundreds of thousands of years at least, if not longer. I'm a professional medium. Uh, attorneys hire, have hired me. CEOs have hired me. Private citizens hire me all the time. And I'm also a Reiki master teacher. I have been since 2003. Now I team teach with my husband since 2009. 
and together we have taught over 400 people. And wow. about 350 of them have gone to master or master teacher with us. And that has been woo, a huge honor, huge shift. As our students shift, so do we. Big namaste. Uh, love mm -hmm. it because Reiki is so self-empowering. Uh, I was about three and a half years old. And um, I had a, and I don't know if I've told you this story, but to try to condense it. Um, I had a condition that's called leg perthes. Um, and it had just been diagnosed. And what it boils down to is the uh, ball and socket of the hip joint was deteriorating. And they still cannot determine if it's from an injury or if it's just something that happens. And But they get kids to recover from it more. But it's pretty rare. And, and this was in the mid-60s. So it, it was... The, you know, it, it was a scary time for my family. And mom and dad had taken me to Duke uh, um, Medical Center to for their evaluation because we'd already done the local doctor stuff. Yeah. And that's when the doctor fit me for a, my, a sling, actually, not a brace, but a sling that my leg would hang in to keep keep it off the ground and crutches and stuff like that. And it was a long day. We came home. And I got ready for bed, and Mom put me to bed, and she was looking at me and telling me, everything's going to be fine, and you're going to be all right, and, you know, you get a good night's sleep. And But I could see it was a facade. I knew, even at three and a half, she was BSing me. <laughs> I think she wanted to believe everything was going to be all right, but... I knew she was more worried and when and she went out and she um, left the door crack but she went out the room and I was uh, facing with my back to the door and I closed my eyes and was trying to go to sleep but I in my mind I started praying and or just kind of talking to God and said help mommy be okay i'm worried about Aww. mommy Aww. and i know she's worried right and i don't know what's going to happen but i'm worried about her you know and then i was aware that there was a light on in my room and i opened my eyes and next to me on the bed was this big glowing light and these three figures walked out toward me. And they were kind of, you know, there was one figure in the back and there were two in the front. And they were cartoon characters, some of my favorite cartoon characters. And they they <clears throat> come walking out and I'm like, what, what are you? Yeah. <laughs> I was scared, but I was like, what in the heck? And they said, I said, they said we're here we we heard you and we we are here to help you and i said but you're not these cartoon characters and and they said no but we came in a form that we knew would not frighten you and i was like okay you know i mean and i got it but then i kept looking over my shoulder because i was afraid mom would hear me talking and come check on me and they said we don't have to talk we can just think it and we'll telepathy yeah and i said so i 
shut my mouth and opened my mind and said, like this, and they're going, yes. You know, so we started having the conversation telepathically. Telepathically. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Telepathically. And um, so they told me that I would be fine. They said, it's going to take a long time, but just do everything that the doctors tell you, and you'll be fine. And don't worry about your mom. She'll figure it out. It's going to be okay. We'll, we're watching over her. And you and felt better. Over. Yeah, and they said, so you just, you know, but just do what they say and you'll be fine. And I said, okay. And and I said, and they said, I said, would you, they said, so go get your rest. And I said, will you stay till I go to sleep? And they said, yes. Aww. And I closed my eyes and then I like peeked to see if they were still there. And they just smiled at we're still here. Yeah. <laughs> and I closed my eyes and went back went to sleep. And then mom was amazed at how easily I learned to walk on my crutches, how well I listened to what the doctor said. It kicked in and I kept, I just went with it. And I didn't have to like constantly obsess over the fact that I had seen them. And then what was interesting is about 12 years ago, I was in a training session where we were doing angel readings for each other. And, And the person that was reading me said, you've got three angels. And she gave me their name. And I was like, I always wonder what their names were. <laughs> and yeah. And she knew that they, they had, I, we talked about it, and it was like, yeah, they came to you smaller. Of course, now they're bigger. And, you know, I mean, they're not really that, you know. And then another mutual friend of ours did um, an angel talk at the um, uh, Lua. Um, Journey of the Spirit. Journey of the Spirit thing. And. I was sitting in the back of the room. They were in a uh, office, a, a, a room where I had an office right to the side. Adjacent, it was a yeah. Trading center at the time. And I was just sitting in the back and, and let, you know, letting the meeting go on. Well, she walked in and we said, hey, and I really didn't know her at the time. I got to know her better later. And when she opened up her talk, there was probably 40 or 50 people there. I mean, it was huge. She said, I've got a message for somebody. She said, when I walked out of my house to come here, she said, I, there was a really tall angel. She said, probably like seven feet tall standing in my yard. And he said, give them my name and the person who it's for will know who it is. And so she gave his name and I was like, that's the angel name that I got in my other, re- I recognized the name, but sh- I wasn't ready to claim it yet. I was like, still. That's all right. Yeah. Yeah. And in my office, there was nobody in there. The lights were out. I could hear this rustling going on. And I just quietly said, I'll tell her in a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and the rustling stopped. <laughs> Yes, nudge, 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 nudge. Yep, that's classic. And I said, so when she finished her talk, I said, I think that angel is mine. (laughs) 
And she said, I thought it was because you're the first person I saw when I got here. And there were other people in the room when she arrived. So, I, you know, but she said, you're the first person. Stones were connected I with. Yeah. So it was sure. just an interesting, comes full circle. And now I see him, all three of them. And I had a fourth come in for a while and left. And, yeah. you know, yeah. but so there's been some interchanges, but that the the Ashianti is his name and he's he's the one key one but Gabriel's another one which is interesting because Gabriel's the communicator and the uh writer and the yeah so yeah he's a muse for you yeah yeah Yeah. yeah and does prod me when I'm slowing down you know when are you gonna write that book when are you gonna get that done (laughs) I know we're getting there yeah, but that that was, and that's one of the things that it's always been in the back of my mind, even if it's not, you know, but it's really, since I've been on the later leg of my journey, I know that it yeah. that's really stuck with me more and is very relevant in my life, but I know they've been there all my life. I can do intuitive readings for people, um, and I yeah, communicate yeah. with angels and... Um, People who have died or talk with animals. Certification is in SATA healing, which, uh, as in like the SATA brainwave, um, SATA healing is a modality that um, we believe in connecting through the creator of all that is, or spirit, or God, whatever somebody's higher power is. We connect through that in order to access whatever is needed to help a person because the the everybody has beliefs that hold them back um our subconscious tries very hard yeah yeah very much so and sometimes our subconscious doesn't understand maybe you know like you 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 know you know you need money to pay bills but if your higher self doesn't understand the monetary system (laughs) <laughs> it, it doesn't know how to get you the it's money. Gonna, it's going to limp along with baby steps, yeah. 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 And and then it can be, you know, why does this person keep coming into, why do these types of guys keep coming into my life? Or how come I can't ever find somebody? Well, if you don't think you're worthy or if you think you have to be a caretaker, there are deep-seated beliefs that you may not even realize you have. And so we find those. And how they mm-hmm. affect you and change them. Um, and then there's always the fact that mm, I won't say all, and, and we definitely don't replace medical care. Um, I want to say that up front. But a lot of our ailments are caused by our beliefs. Um, one of the biggest causes of cancer is anger. And even science has made some of those connections. Finally, they're catching Yes, up. I've seen that research. Yeah. Yeah. Anger, and resentment, so- jealousy, all those anger related. Yes. Day to day life. So, in your work a day world, I know you're a writer and a speaker and, and a leader on all kinds of things, but what gifts in the work a day world do you attribute to yourself? I have a really good way of reading people 
and connecting with people. And that helps me because in all my jobs have in some way or another been working with people, providing services. Um, and right now, um, well, not right this minute because of COVID, but I was helping people um, who needed assistance. Um, I worked for the community college, helping them with getting um, resumes done, job seeking skills, those types of things. And having people come in and immediately getting messages for them. And I'm going, you don't have to tell them that. <laughs> I'm going to work it in. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, you know, I had a woman that was upset and angry and frustrated because she had been fired from her job, and I just kind of went, how long have you been wanting to quit that job? And she, her eyes got real big, and she goes, how did you know? Yeah, yeah, and it's like, you know, oh. or helping people realize, you know, you, you know, this might be a good thing that there's better things ahead. You know that, I mean, not that, oh, everything will be all right, but actually, you know, and where are your talents? And being able to pull that out of people and and recognize in people what they have without them having to tell me, because everybody knows how hard it is to do a resume when you have to come up with it on yourself. And I just get a lot of things intuitively. I mean, they, they tell me what kind of job they do, and I see it in my head. I can see where they were, and I can see how they interacted with people. And so I'm pulling all this stuff, and everybody's going, how do you know that? That's, that's called clairsentience, to be able to sense past, present, and future. I'm a, I'm a professional artist. I'm a professional photographer right now. That's my main occupation is beach weddings and family photography. And for our business, and I'm also a really good writer, a really good cook. Um, I've won awards for my photography and for some of my writing and some of my artwork as well. Um, I was an English teacher in high school and in uh, community college. And I'm wife, mother, stepmom, teacher, caretaker of a cat. Journey Ho. With everything that's been going on and then patterns that I've seen and the people that I've worked with directly um, and the questions that I see people ask, you know, be on social media and that sort of thing, I'm going, I might feed somebody a little bit and they'll, they'll take it and run with it. And it's like, yeah, people need to hear that. And so Absolutely. I wanted a forum where it, make it more available and try to reach people that way. So Thank you to for bringing this forward. <laughs> I look forward to this. This is going to be a wonderful journey. Thank you for joining us for Eyes of Indigo with Iris Carter and Margot Ross Sears. Music by Kevin McLeod in comptech.com, licensed under Creative Commons. Visit our Facebook page for broadcast details, www.facebook.com slash eyesofindigo. Copyright 2020, all rights reserved. Iris Carter and Margot Ross Sears.